And welcome back to Bros in a Landfill, the only podcast that will get you to spend $100 on a fucking fuck fucking shit. Why can't I fucking quit like Tar? Tar is a fucking delivery genius. A delivery genius? When he says things, he says it funny. When I say things, I just stumble and fall at the last minute. Well, I mean, watching someone stumble and fall is pretty funny. I mean, true. If if anybody listening is wondering what the joke was, I was going to say, at the end of this episode, you'll be spending $100 on fighting games because we're going to make you spend 40 on Undernight and 100, well, and 60 on Mortal Kombat. Okay, anyways, uh, that was the quip. Uh, my name's Trivian, and today wow. we've got um, Tar. We're snake oil salesmen, didn't you know? Yeah. And we have Lunch Billy and our favorite New Zealander. I mean... The only New Zealander. How, how many of them one. have you met? I mean, I'll take it, you... but... Sure, yeah. That's me. I'm the best one. There's only one. I'm the best we have to offer here. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, this uh, this week, um, like we're going to do some follow-up discussion on Undernight and then go into talking about Yay. the aftermath. Uh, so uh, you can expect Tar to have like really insightful conversation and then just go into OKs later in the episode. Yep. You can have a lot. And to the same extent, you're going to have Lunch just sound really confused for like the first half of the episode. And then the back half is going to be like, oh, yes, Mortal Kombat. Like all these cool, awesome graphics. With the fucking skulls, You make me sound man. so so shallow. <laughs> fucking skulls being broken. Oh, yeah. Mortal Kombat is the shallowest fighting game, and I'm completely okay with that. You know like, what? You can't just be that... like, we're going to talk about Mortal Kombat later and then talk mad shit about it and well, have me well, wait for well, half well. an hour. Hey, that was a compliment. I know, but... Fuck. What? Yeah, uh, to, 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 tune in for later for um our Mortal Kombat thoughts. Uh, so, you, a few you, weeks ago... You we, good, Chief? Yeah, I'm good, Chief. Uh, so a few weeks ago, um, uh, we talked about uh, Undernight in Birth. Uh, Tar bullied me into getting the game, and, <laughs> and I was like, this is fun. And you got the game, and you talked about it a little bit, and now you've delved into the story, or Woo! what qualifies as a story for this game, because anime fighters are just kind of... Yeah. St- stay tuned for um Tar kicks my butt in a Let's Play for like three or episodes or so. Uh, that's it's coming true. out soon. That sounds by, by awesome. Time this episode, yeah, by the time this episode gets out, it's either going to be the next Monday or the next Friday that the Undernight Let's Play will come out. So, yeah, that's going to be fun. Nice. But, story. So, at the point of the story I'm in, uh, I've, I've finished three characters. Now, Undernight and Birth has its story split between the Chronicles mode and the Arcade mode. Okay. Yes. The Arcade mode is what matters. The Chronicles mode explains why the Arcade mode matters. Yeah, chronicle mode is the stuff that all happened in the past, and the arcade mode is what's happening now. Got yes. it. Okay. Uh, like, yeah, like, like the chronicles mode is happening before night, and then the arcade mode is happening under night. <laughs> I hate you. What? I hate me too. You don't have to remind me. <laughs> but so, <laughs> first impressions. So the only chat, like I haven't really delved too much in the story. However, the first two chapters that unlocks for you is exposition dump central, and holy shit, that was some chuny ass exposition dumps. <laughs> like, like I'm not even mad. It's really fascinating. It's really funny. Like, like so... all of like all of these like made up terms for this game <laughs> are nuts, and it completely explains why the, like the freaking title is a. As absurd as it is. Uh, okay, I'm gonna need an example. As an outsider. Uh, so. Oh wait. So the, Yuzuriha's story explained what the fuck voids are, right? Yeah. Why don't you go on that one? Yeah, so tell me about voids. There's this. Actually, I think this is the best way to explain. So in this world, there are these people called inbirths who have these special powers called exists, exs. And they get these exists by having their uh, uh, part oh, of their. Oh, I already um, hear Lunch's brain frying. Part of their um, like, like soul, like, like eaten out of their body and filled in by like this special power and these things called the knights, which are basically kind of like these nighttime things that happen during the day that these <laughs> monsters come called voids from another dimension. I already in. have no and idea what the fuck you're talking. About. <laughs> so, so these monsters, so these like monsters from another dimension. No, 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 anime start over. Back to. Boyo? 
Back to step but, one. There are but, people but, okay, so... called inbirths because they have an ability, a a, a property they, they, called they, they just exist. Called, exist. called exs. Exist. Called exists because it's it's based on like it's named after like their existence. Yes. So okay. So well, so most people, people have... exist. All right, doesn't matter. Okay. Yes. Yeah. No. I but, think, no, but no, I think no, usury house story explains. Everyone radiates a paltry amount of EXS, but inbirths have more of that because they were uh, bitten by voids. That sounds very validating. Okay. And, and because they have more of that, they can manifest that into superpowers. Okay. Wow, so some people are just kind of more important and are more real than others. Yes, that is well, yeah, exactly. exist more than I well, do. Well, and so well, they get cool powers. Because... Well, especially because if you don't, if you if you don't um, get the powers after being bitten, you just die because your existence is eaten up. Okay. So literally, you're you're you are special enough to not get killed by otherworldly beings trying to eat your existence. So you become you become an inbirth if a if like a demon or something. Uh, it's more it's like a living like, shadow. Okay. Yeah, it's like a living shadow. It's like a snake-like thing that can evolve into like a human-like form. All right, and it it comes after you. During the day, and during the night, during the, yeah, night. During the I night, I don't think I don't think I've seen any night events happen during the day. Maybe I was just confused by Usuriha because it was like it was like during the day, then suddenly there's like this night area. I thought she went out at like sunset. Maybe so it was it sunset. Been... Well, the the point of the matter is that the the nights we're talking about isn't actually like night time. It's these areas of mass EXS that take on the properties of another dimension that these voids come from. So it's this area that oh. takes place in our world that follows the rules of this other dimension. And we can't go so to So sometimes if there's dimension. a lot of exists somewhere, it can kind of... It, it creates its own little pocket world of existence. Yeah. That is exactly what happens. And yeah. Which is why it's nighttime in that one stage. Okay. Yeah, and and so if they try and eat if they try and eat your existence, but you live, then your existence gets mega amplified, so, and you get super. So what happens? So what happens is when if your existence gets eaten, there's a hole left inside you, and since you're in the night, all like what well, fills that hole is all the extra exs that's in that area fills you up. What using um, so something else? So you get bitten, right? But something else okay. has to take that space, right? Okay, yeah. That's e that's the superpower EXS, and I I don't remember exactly how this was explained, but um, using the superpower eats away at your ex using like if you use the superpower a lot, it eats away at your existence. But it, using enough of it can also create a pocket, like pocket night as well. So it it kind of creates this dual dichotomy of if you use your power, you lose some of that existence. It goes out into the world, creates a night where other people can get, um, where voids can come in and other people can get become inbirths. And it's like a cycle. It's a feed. It's a positive oh. feedback loop. And that's and that's why fighting with other like inverts is really really bad. And Yuzuriha doesn't want people to be fighting. Yuzuriha wants so desperately to be important to the story, but she's just not. Well, that's what happens when you're the pacifist character. I mean, what do you think? I'm not important to the story. I try to stop everybody from fighting, and Damn. then it makes things worse. Yeah, Damn. if you were just a little bit more confrontational, you'd be like the main character of this game. Oh. <laughs> I don't. I don't think you want me to be confrontational because I, I, I am either like zero or one hundred. Was, the, was really that a threat? To, that was pretty confrontational. I, 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 I am. I am trying to. I am trying so desperately to find that really comfortable lunch billion zone of like twenty percent like aggression. Ah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so yeah, that's how the that's how where, where were this we? world okay. operates, and that was the entire point of Usuriha's story. Speaking of Usuriha's story, what do you think of Ogre so far, Try? Okay, my, two things. I like him. They are totally setting him up to be either a DLC character or a character in the next game because that's how this, these things always work. Like, okay. That, that's what happened with the Blaze Blue stories is you had like these really cool, powerful characters show up in the story. Then up, they're DLC. Or 
up, up. You have to buy the next game if you want to play them. But we're okay. still dangling them in front of your heads because we have to establish them in, as an existence in this world. All right. I like this prediction. But the point of the matter is, I want to play as Ogre now because this power sounds really fucking cool. <laughs> All right. What, what is also, his, his power? It's like the it's called, demon gate or something? Yeah, it's like a demon gate. Like He has like super powerful stuff. Like, like he has like I super powerful they, I don't think... <coughs> they ever actually said what it was. He's, well, he's, and they never they show just, it either. But yeah, they never showed they, what they it was. They never showed because it, it's very. It's super. I was actually. I was. I was half expecting them to have like a like a, like a CG for that. Like that would have been like really cool to just see like this like gate of like hell thing behind him. Or I like, like how in the context of. I like how in the context of fantasy, the word "gate" is like really epic, but in real life, it's a pretty mundane thing. <laughs> Well, of course, because in fantasy, all gates are teleporters. Right, yeah, I mean, like it's true. Crossing dimensions. I mean, but think about this. If, if you think about property or you think about settings, a gate is literally a teleporter between two separate settings. It's just, it doesn't have any magical properties and you just walk through it and it's like they're right next to each other and you didn't really need to get in the first place. Right. But metaphorically, you just walk through a teleporter to an, like another, like an entry or passageway into another um, zone. Wow. I never appreciated fences and gates so much in My reality, mind is but now I understand right now. the symbolic significance. I didn't catch a single lick of that. That was beautiful. There is magic in, in the so, world still, Trey. <laughs> <laughs> it, and it's, it's, it's at the Magic Kingdom, and Disney is like wasting a lot of money like every day because of the coronavirus. Magic exists in this world, and Disney owns it! <laughs> it's so true. It's so true. Everything nice we have gets bought out by Disney. Except Mortal Kombat. Now I'm just waiting for I'm just waiting for Mickey Mouse to show up in like a um Mortal Kombat friendship. Uh, now that'll be a good DLC fighter. Yeah. Oh, you thought you thought I was just nice and pretty and. And funny, aha! Uh-huh. Uh, but no, I. Wait, Mickey wait, Mouse, hold I'm on. gonna fucking hold snap up. your neck. Yeah, I think that's. I'm gonna need you to rewind fucking... on that one, Chief. <laughs> Mickey Mouse is pretty. <laughs> Look, we don't have time for a therapy talk. session, okay? We've got to talk about Undernight. <laughs> we could, we so could get to the crazy. bottom of that one later. Hey, I, I, it's, I, it's not. It's Mickey Mouse that thinks that he's pretty. I mean. Sure, like sure. Okay. Right, right, right. You were in character. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Right. His wife is yeah, just him yeah. with a bow. So I mean, that's that's the relationship. Wait, what? Wife, girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> ha, yeah. Uh, anyways, um, undernight. So things are going well. Uh, Usuria def- de- desperately wants to be important. I I like her as a character, but she does. Like I just wish that she had a bit more of a presence rather than like being so like non confrontational. I mean, she was pretty but, um, aggressive about her pacifism. Yeah, it's like it's it's. I you can you can totally see that like oh, like they're setting up an arc for her where she eventually like goes and like joins a, a league of some group of some kind because eventually it's like shit like pa- like she doesn't the like responsibility though. What? Yuza Riha doesn't like responsibility. Well, so what's I'm probably what's going to end up happening is her sister's going to get killed, and then she's going to be like, "Shit, fuck, uh, this is all my fault." <laughs> and like, then she's going to go like on a warpath, killing every inbirth, and she's going to be the boss of the next game. I don't really understand that. Warpath user That is not a concept I want to explore. And then ogre, then like ogre is going to be like the one that like, like beats the shit out of her and knocks the sense, knocks sense into her, and she's going to be like, "Ogre, I love you. Kiss me." It's like I'm, I was wrong about you all along. I wow, that is. <laughs> I, why? That is not Yuzuriha's characterization thus far. I know. Why would Yuzu suddenly fall for the man who is creeping her out? Yeah, but but see, but that's what I don't know if it was just me, but I got like like some like serious um like serious some of that seriously weird sexual tension you get between characters who like don't like who don't really like each other. But like they get along and then they have their character arcs and you're like, wow, I was wrong about you all the time. Let's um hook up. Like it's it's like the Johnny it's like the Johnny and Cassie Cage sort of. I get Johnny Cassie Cage vibes from you. Um, not, no, John, Johnny and Sonya Blade. I get that vibe from. Yeah, you, and, it's important that yeah. you get those those names correct. 
before you make some ungodly shit happen. <laughs> so that's one of the three characters you uh, explored thus far. What about Ori's best girl Ori? Yeah, Ori is definitely best girl. She she's she's really cute. I I like her in her dialogue. Uh, I I I'm not. I wasn't entirely sold on her story, but I, I, I just don't think I'm entirely sold by by the organization that she's a part of. Probably mostly because of Mika's fault. I blame Mika a lot for not caring much for Ore's organization. Um, oh, Mika's a card. Yeah. Well, we'll get to her when we get to her. Yeah, we'll get to Yeah. But, yeah, Ore comes off as, like, your your, your typical, um, like, your, your atypical Japanese nice girl anime character. Who... She's the heroine. Yeah, she's yeah, she's definitely the heroine. Um, she, she def- you can definitely tell that like she's gonna be like the main love interest for, um, Hyde. Main love interest. Wait, well, mm, I don't know. Like, like that guy's got like five girls after that dick. Okay, that's fair. Granted, I haven't played Hyde's story yet. I don't know much about him, so I could be. But I, I, I get, I get that like main heroine sort of. It's like, oh yeah, this is the girl you're supposed to care about, and because she's the girl you're supposed to care about, the main character's gonna hook up with her. Could be wrong. Yep. I mean, the next ge- the next game in the series could have them like all like murder each other in some Mortal Kombat. Um, no, I trust war- you. I trust bath. like I reckon wherever you think the story's gonna go is where it's gonna go because you have watched a lot of anime. <laughs> oh yes, yeah, so you I know all there is my, to know. My, my across uh, my, the. My, my my opinions are never wrong. Um, and if and if and if anybody questions me, I just have to tell them, no, I'm right, <laughs> and they're wrong. That's how that works. Yeah, that's definitely how that works. Yeah, you yeah. you're deeply familiar with like every lost trope to be I'm, scraped out of this barrel. Like I'm sure, like, th- you know what's gonna happen. Like I will I will fully admit that I'm being silly here, especially because I haven't played enough of the story and got to rest of, get to know the rest of the characters. I, just, I do get seriously get strong Sonya Blade and Johnny Cage vibes from uh, Yuzuriha and Ogre, but that could also be intentional, and who knows where that's going to take it. I'm just I just want to play I as do. Ogre. I do. I I want to play as Ogre until the game like till he comes out and he's awful to play as until they have to like like buff him like five times until he's worthwhile. Okay. That's yeah, me. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Or he's overpowered and I hate him because everybody plays with him. <laughs> you, you're worrying but, a lot about this character. Let's just trust the future. I want. I just want to play as Ogre. I mean, first <laughs> off, his name's Ogre. Like, like any like character named Ogre in a fighting game is really cool to play as. I mean, you play Tekken. I mean, I, I played Street Fighter Cross Tekken, and Ogre is definitely not one of the worst characters to play in that game. Like, that's a. I That's just kind of thought about Jin fighting like, this man exists. with a ponytail and a fucking cowboy hat. <laughs> he is so overdesigned, and like he is. both he he manages to get a bit both a mixture of that smarminess, but also like like he's actually kind of cool as well. Where Johnny Cage is full smarmy, like this guy manages the balance of that smar that smarminess and confidence, like. And a not super hate, like not not a super hate, like hateable way. I a picture of this man so lunch knows who I'm fucking talking about. Yeah. Yeah, that would be useful. Please. Yeah. Uh, but while he's finding that, um, like I I also did the the, the two prologue sort of chapters, like it was prologue one and then. Right, Batista's but Batista's story one. is fucking split up into like eighteen different parts for no good yeah. reason. Yeah, well, and especially because Batista's chapter one is. Like, oh, let's info dump this history of this in-birth from really long ago who gave powers to this village. Like the and then first Yuz- in-birth or something? Yeah, then Yuzuria comes in with her story and is like, yeah, there is, a, there is a town full of peeps with powers, and they all fucking murdered each other. These are my ancestors. This is why fighting's bad if you have an EXS. Just people with exists are going to murder each other. Just That's just the way it's going to be. Don't fight. Don't fight the natural course of uh, people getting superpowers. Oh yeah, look at that hottie. <laughs> hmm. This guy I buttons his wanna... shirt just wherever he fucking feels like. <laughs> I mean, that's anime. I mean, I mean, he is supposed to be the Playboy character, so. 
I mean, he's a I playboy, mean, but like at least. Did you say I respect that he's not a smarmy playboy? Fairly, uh, I mean, as far as this game goes, he looks like. Yeah, a I mean, pretty, that's fair. Almost like a normal person. I mean, I mean, let's let's be real here. Just one character that's overdesigned. It's Fatista. Hey, I resemble that. She, like, she looks good, <laughs> but it's overdesigned. <laughs> His like his pants are like leave not, my like, precious laser down. daughter like, that's, alone. That's, that's that's pretty cool. I think with this guy, my only real issue with him is is the hair. I think like the hair is too I pretty boy that. for like the rest of his work. <laughs> he's he. But I think that, seems like he should no, be a bit more rugged. No, but that's kind of what it's going for. It's kind of like trying to play on that expectation of like he's both this kind of player pretty boy. But he's also like this lived, experienced guy that actually is kind of really smart. You can be a sexy fucking player, dude, without like having girls' hair. <laughs> Tell about the Final Fantasy characters. Like, like I, I mean, I guess it's just one of those things where like beauty and masculinity like ideals are different across countries. But like, it's weird how like the the playboy character in Japanese stuff has to be like. Has to look like a girl or be like really like, I don't know, like I mean this is like slender a... and like this guy seems more like a Western kind of cool sexy guy, except he's got that hair. <laughs> I don't know. I, it's like he's like a, he's got like a mixture of an Edgeworth and Sephiroth going on there. I Just... hate that you're right, and now I can't unsee it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, great revival of the one winged angel. Give him some facial Shut. hair. Like, come on, you cowards. I mean, I feel like the facial hair would be a bit much with the scar over one eye. Yeah. I just can't wait to see what is... The um, unnecessary. But, you know, like, I mean, I just, I'm going I just, to derail this whole conversation. I just want to see his sherbet-colored alternate. <laughs> like, that's all I care about. <laughs> Tar knows what I'm talking about. You want to see this guy covered in yeah, sherbet? No, like, there's so... I mean, I'm not judging. In Undernight in Birth, everybody has ten, like, the last... So everybody has 40 colors, but the last ten are, like, all the same palette. They're all the same palettes, okay. just splashed onto each character. Color number 35 is, like, bright pink and bright green and bright cyan and a little bit of red, and it's awful to look at, but, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like vomit inducing. I mean, that's the main unlockable in the game is all the different colors. Like that's no that like, man, that one's not even unlockable. That one just you just get oh, yeah. that one. Oh yeah, they give you the gaudiest one just just to make you feel bad. <laughs> just so you can right out, out of the box, you can terrorize people online. <laughs> I just wish they I just wish they had like the like the graphic novel like colored shader that um. Blaze Blue had because that was my favorite color palette. Just these like really dark, thick lines and like it, looking like the character came straight out of a graphic novel. Hmm. I'm not entirely. Wait, does he have like a talking about? Does he have a scarf or what's this hanging thing? I don't know. I didn't catch that. <laughs> We meant to talk about Ori, and then we just deflected back onto Ogre. We spent like the last like five minutes just talking about like Ogre's design and just how Is he's he cool, but also scarf? like a playboy. I don't think he's... Oh, he, I, mean, he's that, I don't know. Is that a scarf? Is that, is that part like... of his jacket? But it seems it's separate to his jacket. It's, it's coming separate, off yeah, he's his wearing jacket. A scarf. Okay, that's stupid. He's, he's like a... Get rid of like that. <laughs> I mean, like it just it, have the hair or have the scarf. Why have you got both? It's a weird conflict. They're like almost the same color. <laughs> and why uh, is why, his name Ogre? Like th that's. I mean, that's like his. Nick I don't think that's his real name. It's kind of like his nickname, I think. Yeah, everybody like, like the, how does his name represent what he looks like in the slightest? Or is it like oh, playing with my expectations? It's because he's an ogre in bed. What you just made me imagine Shrek naked. Let's move on. <laughs> Mika. <laughs> oh fuck, Mika. Uh, Not cool with that line so, of conversation. Yeah, I'm sorry. Um, I'll, I'll backtrack. Um, Mika, Mika, Mika. 
What's Mi- there to say about Mika? Mika's the comic the, relief character. She she's a comic relief character. She's like she's she's a child. She's obnoxious, but she's also got a lot of energy, and she's not entirely hateable. Like, wow. like I I'm wondering That's... why they. Okay, I know why they keep her around, but like this org, like, the organization that she and Ori work for is supposed to be like graceful and dignified, and Mika is just the absolute Lots. epitome of chaotic dumbass. <laughs> my favorite alignment mika makes me feel good about myself because i'm pretty much of a a chaotic dumbass irl (laughs) like geez (laughs) but hey man the dumbasses among us need someone to relate to as well (laughs) yeah but i will give it this i think they had it i think they had a vision for what mika's story is i think i think they sold it mika's (laughs) story sounds like it was written by a child and given Mika's personality and given like how most of the backgrounds in her story are children's drawings rather than like the professional like CVs that they've been doing for the rest of the characters. Like it feels like you're reading a children's storybook or you're hearing the tell, tale recounted from a kid rather than events that actually happen. Mika does Except have a penchant for dramatic storytelling. Like near the I, – I, there was a part near the end of her story where she's like, oh – I'm guessing this is all just a dream, and I'm just waiting for her to wake up, like, back on the plane. But no, it wasn't a dream. This actually happened. <laughs> like, she fucking like, got stranded on an island for, like, a fucking week and a half. She she, she went out on a, She made her own raft, heading towards Japan, nearly starved and, dehydr- starved and dehydrated herself. Like, the... Like she saw fucking vultures over the ocean. <laughs> Yeah, and she—the only reason why she survived is because she was reported to by the Coast Guard. Like, like I—I I, I was sure messaging Tar when I was trying to envision all of this. Yeah, like I was messaging Tar during uh, this, and I'm like, like I'm like, this is this is probably just um just some like cruel punishment by the organization. Like they're watching her. They, it's like this is just like some like oh we're gonna teach you a lesson for breaking out of your your cell because you've been misbehaving and you've been breaking shit out of your um. Like, while you were in timeout. No, it was just an accident, and they just left her there. Like, they didn't even bother. And, like, oh, she, and then, like, she made That's it to Japan, and just, like, she's just, like, so cool. Mean. I oh mean... Like, oh, no, no. The jump... Okay, Tar, in her story, what do you think the jump the shark moment was? Um... All of it, but, um... <laughs> if you can narrow it down to one moment... If I could narrow it down to one moment, probably everything that went on while Mika was inside the plane. Yes. Absolutely fucking yes. <laughs> so, Tar, well, lunch, lunch. Do you know do you know how Mika ended up on the deserted island? Like this like in the middle of the ocean. Like she, she, um. she she's she, it's like, obviously she was flying overhead. She snuck. She snuck into a plane because she wanted to go to Japan to go help Ori and her friends. So okay. somewhere between her getting on the plane and getting into Japan, she ended up on a deserted island. How did that happen? Just take a wild guess. Uh, oh no, I was talking about I I was talking about before this, like immediately after she entered okay. the plane, was when shit started going kind of haywire because like yeah. Originally, they were going to Brazil, but apparently, like, yeah, Mika yeah, screamed okay, that's loud enough to redirect. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. What? Okay, that's fair. Yeah, so, so, like, not but literally, it's not, it's like, but, like, the intercom said, we're going to Brazil, and then Mika was like, wait, no, that's not supposed to happen. And then the intercom said, okay, fine, we're going to Japan. And <laughs> that's not how airplanes work. But, like, she was also apparently the only person on that plane. And, like... Okay. So, so, so from the start of her being in the plane to the end of her being in the plane, I realize that the story gives absolutely no fucks. <laughs> and they're just writing whatever comes ahead. So, going back. So, you said that she just walked off the plane. You're kind of right. 
But oh, you're really? so wrong. You are so oh. so wrong. Yeah, Tar, I you mean, that's the honors, technically the it? truth. Technically the truth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what? Stop playing with my brain. I, I'm okay. so confused. So she's in the plane. Like she's like fall. Like she like falls asleep, eats some food, whatever. Then over the intercom, she is informed that the plane's going to be shot down. It's going to be what? Plays. Like like the, the shot. The plane's going to be shot down for for no explained reason at all. Uh, by the who? Be shot down. And How do then, they know? What? We don't know. We don't know. We just we we, we really don't know. It's just attention. The plane is going no to be else. shot down. Okay. All right. I'll accept it. I'll accept it. Well, and what happens next? Uh, and then while Mika's in the plane, the person over the intercom is counting down from ten until the plane is shot down. So apparently, there's someone up in the front of the plane just watching like a missile coming, counting down from ten, and then re- just ready for the plane to explode. That and then Mika's like. That doesn't make any s- Okay. And, and Nika escapes. She gets her parachute and she goes out. But apparently she's the only person to go off the plane. So it implies that like, whoever was doing the intercom, assuming that there was a person there and it wasn't just automated. Like, like... Uh, Tar, help me, please. That person could have done better than to do a countdown just for the... Mika literally asked why they didn't. Mika asked literally why they didn't just dodge the missile. <laughs> Wait, did she? Yeah, there was like she, there was an offhand mark about like why don't they like about like why did they just dodge it? <laughs> I don't dodge but, like, it's, it. You get out of the way. Um, um, like I would have accepted if like over the intercom, like if it said like, oh, this was a test plane that like. Was like being used in a test for like being sh- shot down for whatever dumb anime reason, but we get zero explanation for why the plane is shot down, <laughs> and I'm just like, I'm baffled. Like, I mean, it even made, if I, they were, I like at that point, I thought Brazil. At that point, I thought, okay, this organization fucking knows Mika. They knew she would try to board this plane, and they came fucking prepared. <laughs> they and, had their like fucking stupid anime logic hats on before. No, but we no, even, but like, no, but the thing up. that like, like so, so what gets me is like her, like her supervisor, like the like the first executor. So the people in like the people in the organization who go out and fight the voids are called executors. Like the first executor, the strongest one, her supervisor, doesn't even hear about Mika getting into Japan until Mika's already in Japan. Like. Wait, so she just jumps out of the plane with a parachute because it's going to get shot down by somebody for some reason in 10 seconds. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And she happens to land yes, on this and... island. Yes. Survives for a week. Wow. For about a week and a half, two weeks. You know, and if they don't realized... have a good story idea for everybody, they should just not give a story mode to every character. <laughs> no, 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 no. This is perfectly on brand for this character. Yeah. I guess yeah. I understand that's thematically relevant for a character such as this who lives in fucking Cloud Cuckoo Land, but, like, <laughs> what about the overall believability of the narrative? I'm, I'm just meant to accept this as canon. I don't think they yes. give two fucks about making Mika believable. But Mika exists in the same universe as everyone else. But she's the just How am I meant to interpret her events? Is she real or not? She is. Is All of this actually happened. Then what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) How do I take serious this cool, rugged ogre man... Seriously, in his storyline, and, and it's okay. They don't have any overlap. Those two characters don't have any overlap. It's okay. You don't have to think about that. Too yeah, much. but I know yeah, in my but... head that in the background there's some stupid shit happening on a on a plane and on an island. You know, <laughs> like way dumber than just this guy's haircut. And scarf. His scarf is the same right. color as his hat, but then he has hair that's a slightly like, off what? off version of the same color <laughs> okay. that also hangs, but at the back and he's got <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. Bear with me. 
So here I am playing. I do use a Riha story. The, the whole back half, like back half of her story, is these philosophical musings if it's if they should be fighting or not because of the feedback loop, and if maybe they should fight because there could be some bad people trying to like some bad mastermind using these powers for bad. So you have like this like philosophical debate between Yuzuriha and Ogre, and then I go into Mika's story, and it's utter nonsense. <laughs> like fucking mood killed, which doesn't help because before that was the whole um, Ore story, which is pretty. I mean, it, it was she pretty meets up with anime. a friend. Well, she meets, she meets just, up with a colleague. Crazy. I wouldn't say yeah. friend. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like a, a pretty standard fair like anime coffee scene. Followed up by uh, meeting the like the Sundari character. I don't know if she's actually Sundari, but she's um, like no, she's not the Sundari character. She's just she just doesn't like you. Yeah, she's well, she's she's, <laughs> she's, she's actually a, supposed to be kind of noble, but yeah, she's well, kind of the bad that, noble. Well, it, well, it seems like her her deal is that like is it was was her name Erica or something? Um, Erica Wagner is her full name. Yeah. So her deal is that she comes off as like super self conscious, so she puts up these really strong airs, and she's really easily embarrassed, so she deflects that on everybody else. <laughs> like she like because of her own complexes, she tries to be better than everybody. Well, I mean, she also does have a name her. to uphold, but yeah. we'll get to you'll no, get but, to her when yeah, you but, get to her. Yeah, but I, I think I think that's kind of her point. Like she feels like she feels so embarrassed because she's not she doesn't feel like she lives up to her like. Like this ideal that she's been beating into her head. Like, you'll yeah, you'll get to Erica sad. when you get to Erica. Um, um, and I think that covers it for the Undernight that's, story. That's the Undernight story so far. Um, except except I wanna I wanna end on one note. Tar. Okay. Would you do the honors of telling lunch what Biakia's chapters chronicle story name is? Oh dear. Do I have to? I mean, you don't have to, but do you want to leave lunch hanging? A little bit. <laughs> okay. Let's, let's... I So, I told Try, this kid has problems. The name okay. of Byakuya's chronicle chapter is I Love My Sister. Okay, well, so Mortal Kombat Aftermath. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's about how I expected that to go. Yeah, really. So that was Test that's a, it's time to move on to our, our second um, part of this episode. Yeah, it's uh, time to say four, okay after, a bunch. After after forty minutes of nonsense, we finally get to hear um, Tara's legendary okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, so. Uh, since uh, Tar and I have talked for a bit, I'll let lunch take the reins for the aftermath trailer. Sure. Okay. So, um, uh, out of nowhere, a couple days ago, um, <laughs> Mortal Kombat Aftermath trailer dropped, which is like a big expansion to Mortal Kombat 11. But uh, it's surprisingly it's story DLC. I, I can't think of another fighting yeah, game where they've added in like a second campaign. Uh, for the story, uh, it's pretty crazy. But um, uh, BB Netherrealms is good that. with this kind of thing. Nobody plays tag team tar. Get get, get your facts. Oh, man, I, I don't play out. tag either, man. <laughs> well, um, okay. Apparently, it's happened once before. Um, but <laughs> it's still unusual. There's like one other time yeah. any of us can think of. Um, well, especially for Mortal Kombat. Well, uh, Mortal Kombat. Um, Seem, well, or NetherRealm fighting games uh, focus a lot on their single-player stuff. Um, mm-hmm. A lot more than, than most other fighting games. And so I think it's cool that they're doing this. Um, I don't want to like talk too much about the story because like learning the premise of this of this DLC immediately like spoils like a lot of, about the ending of the original campaign. So I'm not going to get too it into it. It's not uh, super important. The, okay, the thumbnail for the trailer spoils the end of Mortal Kombat 11. Let's just well, put that out there. Sure. Avoid avoid all media related to this thing we're about to talk about for 30 If you care about Mortal Kombat, that is. If you care about Mortal Kombat. Um, but I think it's cool uh, because I really liked the uh, the the original MK11 story mode. Um, 
But I think most people can agree that the way it ends is a bit like, like, oh, okay. Um, wow. Well, Maybe this whole thing was a waste of time. Then. <laughs> so I'm glad that they're actually... I thought that they were just leaving things open so that they could maybe just reboot it later on and like, like years from now, you know? Um, I didn't think yeah. that we'd be jumping back into it. And, and since we are, it's like it, it feels like they're doing something with that reset. Um, so that's nice. And it looks like a pretty cool little story they're building up here. They're, they're bringing in some older characters. Um, it looks like there's a bit of intrigue and mystery. And apparently RoboCop shows up. So like Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. yeah. RoboCop's the next next is like a character that's t- like tied into the I don't I know. I think he's, he's part of the story cuz no, cuz like there's like some guy being like, "Oh, we need backup." And then RoboCop shows up. So like That, that, that could, that could uh, just be his introduction though. Maybe, but like, I I like to imagine he's in the story mode itself, but maybe uh, I, not. I don't know enough about Robo- RoboCop, but since we're dealing with like it's time shenanigans like you have the whole century on like being like this time lord shit. i'm like, sure they they could real, easily justify real... it like yeah i mean in uh tekken 7 they just straight up put akuma in the story mode so like who knows what they'll do here huh. um yeah that's fair like they just made akuma canon <laughs> they've like made him crucially <laughs> important to like some of the main characters it's like what the fuck where did he See, come from street... doesn't matter See, Street Street Fighter Cross Tekken was a good thing. I've been telling you guys all along. Yeah, all right, man. Keep your gems. Uh, <laughs> anyway, I, I think this is a cool DLC. Um, and they're adding in some new characters. They're adding in um, freaking Fujin, who is apparently from some of the older 3D ones, which, uh, I mean, I, I have no attachment to that character, and to me, he just looks like guy with sword, but uh, my flatmate was excited, to, super ecstatic to see him. I, so, I, um, I tried playing. Cool. I tried playing through Deception Story Mode, but then the game kept crashing on me because it was a used copy. Damn it! Rip. <sighs> and I was enjoying it too. I mean, it was nonsense, but I was enjoying it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, welcome to Mortal Kombat. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah. You just got to. So yeah, they're Mortal putting Kombat's in Fujin. Just... It, I mean, Mortal Kombat's it, schlock, and it, and it loves that it's schlock. Yeah. But it, but it manages but to like... also achieve some some legitimately uh cool moments in its story when it feels like yeah. it. I, I, um so like, it's like well, I think Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat really cares more about the moments than the overall story I think. And I think Yeah, that's, that's probably kind of, fair. Yeah. I, uh, it works for itself. I like Schlock where there's a little bit of actual emotional buy-in as well, but it's also Schlock. Uh mm-hmm. like cuz I've been playing <laughs> Gears of War too. Um and it's real it's it's certainly that where it's like it's super cheesy all the time and and ridiculous, but then sometimes, like, I actually, I'm surprised by how much I care about what's happened to a character. I mean, that, um, I mean, I mean that's Yakuza. That's Yakuza for me. Yakuza, by all definitions, is a sl- schlocky crime drama, but it's so well written. The characters are so like endearing that I'm like, am I playing a game where I'm like supposed to be like interacting with the Yakuza and like doing like shady, shifty like shit, or am I playing a game about characters that are like really cool and really? Like, I want to cry over. Right. So I, I, I think... I think Mortal Kombat has at least some of that energy where, um, you know, we, we care about these characters and, and the story to an extent, but it's also, like, something that's reveling at its own kind of ridiculousness. Um, so, like, having more Mortal Kombat campaigns uh, just going to be fun. Um, also, Shiva looks awesome. Uh, oh yeah. For those of you who are not aware, Shiva is like, like a big like uh freaking person with like four arms and like some horns maybe I forget. Um, but yeah. like man, her. she was like her redesign. I I I'm so glad they're making her playable because like when I saw her redesign in the original MK11, I was so so blown away because like she's, Shiva she's is like the ugliest fucking of that other guy with four arms. She's like the lady version of like Goro. Goro or something. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird cuz like she's like go she she's usually just a super weird, unappealing, strangely sexualized fucking character. It's like in a fucking thong but like is like this horrifying monster. And that's pretty weird. It, it, it they made of, her look cool it, as hell in the new one. She's so cool looking. I'm like, I want to play as Shiva. How weird is that? <laughs> I mean, I I quite like playing as Shiva in 9, but I also was like Shit, like her fatality where she rips her skin off actually like disgusts me. 
Like, I can Whoa, feel that. I never saw that one. Jeez. Yeah. Anyway, my point is just that Shiva looks really fucking cool and I think is one of the best redesigns oh, of MK11, which was already a, a great game for redesigns. Yeah. Oh, fuck. What's there to say about the Aftermath trailer except they fucking did it! Lunch! They did it! They added friendships! The only mechanic I actually care about because Jesus God, they're goofy as fuck. <laughs> Like, yeah, that's like yeah. Talking about them like, having fun with its own like, schlock, like that's awesome. Like when 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 we were watching the aftermath trailer, like the um, like the moment, like I could like wait, what's Scorpion doing? Like he's standing, he like shoots out his like fucking um spear, fa- like thing rope thingy, and like get over, like and he's like get over here, and then it's a big ass fucking teddy bear, and I was like, I I like. He's, I can't tell you how happy I thought you were gonna say he pulled him in for a big ass bear hug. Like, like seriously, yeah, like seeing seeing Scorpion with his big fluffy teddy bear made me so happy. <laughs> and then I like then um I, I saw a trailer. It had um uh Kano's and so, uh, and um uh fucking noob cybots. Uh, first off, Kano's is of course like like ha- have you seen <laughs> those ones? I haven't seen anything like, other seen... than the actual, just the regular trailer. Okay, okay. So I won't, I won't, I, I won't spoil them too much. But like, Noob Cybots is as epically Deadpool esque as you'd expect. Hmm. Like, like after seeing Deadpool's, like I'm, I'm just so excited to see what everybody else's friendships are going to end up. Deadpool, Deadpool's in the game. Oh snap! Disney, Disney's bought Warner Brothers. Um, nah. Yeah, I was trying to figure out what you were saying. Say, like, when yeah, you think no, Deadpool, uh, when you say Deadpool esque, I am fully expecting you. I'm fully expecting this thing to involve beating someone over the head with the life well, bars. No, well, no, no, but these are yeah. these are these are these are friendships. So, like, oh. I, I could I could totally see um Noob Cybot doing that in um uh like actual Mortal Kombat. But he's he's a little he's a little less um fourth wall breaky than Deadpool, but he's still kind of like that cloud cuckoo land goofy character who kind of like lives on a different plane of existence than everybody else. Noob He's an edgy Deadpool. He he Noob Cybot is edgy Deadpool. I thought Deadpool like, was already I, edgy. I, Okay, I, Noob Cybot and story and in character isn't that goofy, but it's what the char- it's what they do with him that's like, Okay. Do you know what I mean? Like, like I don't know what like you mean. Weird... I don't see what is okay. Uh, I mean, he's only silly in that he's like unaware of how like uh, I am darkness. He is, you know. Yeah, no, but he he is he is literally goth edgy Deadpool. Like, I don't know. Let me um, I'm sending this over here to you guys so you can see this. Uh, viewer, if you want to see this as well, just look up um noob cybot friendship. Uh, you do 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 do. Uh, all right. Uh, let's let's give this. Oh dear. I can't wait to not speak over this. Yeah. No. Uh, fudge. I'm sorry, viewer. I I don't normally make people watch stuff. This is your this is your chance to pull it up. Okay, I see oh, what you mean. Uh, yeah. My internet is like garbage and barely handling this call, so unfortunately. <laughs> oh, we might. I might be in. Jesus. Uh, no, I'm I'm BN. God damn it. <laughs> um, okay, I see the thumbnail. F4. I think I, I think the thumbnail might be enough. Yeah. If you care to see it in action, I mean like the thumbnail yeah, speaks, yeah, speaks for itself. Yeah, the thumbnail speaks for itself. I see, yeah, I see what you mean by this is edgy Deadpool now. Oh, we yeah. we've, lo- we've loaded it. Nope. Guys, we packed into okay. okay. Wonderful. We've Just into, fuck my life. We've hacked into re- lunches. I regret everything. <laughs> okay, let's yeah, move I mean, on to the they... next pertinent point, yeah. though. Uh, for as cool yeah. as this whole thing is, and as cool as that, like, they're adding more story, more characters, they're, they're making it, like, a complete Mortal Kombat experience by adding in old features. Uh, this shit's fucking expensive. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Oh my it's God. like another entire like... game. Like... I, I mean, I, like, I don't know how to price DLC, really. I don't know how any of this works. I don't know, like, what okay. counts as worth it. So, but, like, 
okay. like a couple the, of characters the... and like a story mode and stages. Yeah, I mean it's like, substantial, it be... but like it's like it... another whole game. I could buy The Witcher three no, like no, no, twice no, no. or three times yeah, no, maybe. But where, but where, where I was going was um. So let's say you let's say you bought Mortal Kombat last year, um, like on on, on launch day, sixty dollar price point. Let's say you bought the combat pack. That's forty dollars. So you've already spent a hundred dollars on the base game plus I think four or five more characters, and then this expansion comes out, and it's another forty dollars. So if you bought Mortal Kombat eleven on launch day, you have put in a hundred and forty dollars into this game. That's and that's not including any other DLC you may have bought or any limited editions you would have gotten with it. Or if you bought any of those, um, like, fucking, like, unlockable, like, uh, yeah. I don't know. Does this game have loot boxes? I don't remember. <laughs> it seems like it's it kind of, It's kind of got loot. It, it's got microtransactions. Like, yeah, the like, if there's also microtransactions. Wonderful. Like, this is, like, just the bummer about, like, fucking Warner Brothers. Like, no, okay, I'm going to, I am going to stop you there. This is the bummer of the fighting game industry. Let's be real here. Like. Like if you're if you're looking at anime fighters, that's not that much better. Every few years, you get a new game that has just a couple more characters, and then, uh, then uh, added story stuff. But the story is generally bullshit. The few more characters may have been added in as DLC before. Like, you, what I can say about at least with the Mortal Kombat and even at like Injustice is you're buying a completely new game with every single game, except they're just filled with microtransactions. Arc System Works fighting games are bullshit, straight up bullshit. Like, okay. Like, okay. They're like it's like it's like oh we're gonna sell you a sixty dollar or forty dollar game and then we're gonna tag in like fifteen twenty dollars of DLC characters, but then like ten years later like well or five or a few years later we're gonna sell sell a complete version of that game with all the characters in it. Also we're gonna start selling a new game that just has all these characters in it with a few more characters. So you're you're essentially punished for buying the DLC, except if, so, and that's really sad for the people who play competitively. It's like if you're playing yeah. competitively, you need the new characters immediately. Like, well, like it, it might only be because of, like. Hey, guess what? Under what? Night in Birth is just one forty dollar purchase in the, the the DLC, and you get one optional DLC voice pack. So that's neat. Yeah. yeah I, Good job, Undernight. I'm just waiting for them to let... Holding it down. Yeah. I mean, maybe time will like, tell you, you if you... Granted, in... um, this is basically the same thing as Undernight Latest, except with new balances and and a new character. But everyone has new moves. So, I mean, it's a new game. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little <laughs> less salty towards Undernight, just because it's clearly more of an indie studio making it. Like, it's the same reason why I'm not super... Um, Salty towards um the I forget whatever that one like indie fighting game was like generally speaking I'm I'm less salty towards indie fighting games because they need to make that money but big like big studios for big franchises like it's like you have the money make make something substantially newer other than just like more visual novel content yeah like I can at least say that at least Mortal Kombat's uh, new DLC is like like it's a campaign with like acting and fucking yeah. cutscenes and choreography. Like I mean like the yeah whatever you think of the writing, the original campaign for this game was ridiculous in its production values and its fucking yeah. and its graphics yeah, and its well, and like it, backflips and sh- cinematography. It was insane. Well, so like they're making well, like a real other, product. I just don't think it's worth that much. I, I think. Oh. Yeah. No, I don't. I'm not disagreeing with you there. Yeah. yeah. But the other thing with Mortal Kombat 2 is that they they do put in a lot of free updates. Like, there's a lot of stuff that you don't have to buy. The friendships and like the whole the like to get all the stuff in aftermath, like in the coming update, like the friendships are going to be free. Like all like the added added supports to the yeah, characters that are already there are are going to be added in. You pay the money if, for the new characters and for the story. They're not ga- they're not roadblocking or gating off any of the new content that related to the stuff that's already in the game. Yeah, that's good that, that so, not everything is a uh, that I'm, that some of it is just for everybody. I think that's awesome. Um, no, I don't, no, I don't have can, any problem with we that. Can, we can. No, we can we can wait to it until it and it, it comes out and then like it's like a thirty minute story that has an unsatisfying conclusion and we can bitch and moan as much as we want. Sure. I, currently, I'm 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 more frustrated that like the combat pack was forty dollars than I am about this aftermath, um, DLC. 
expansion mm. because I could see an expansion being like forty dollars. It's you're buying five characters for forty dollars. That's like uh, for I don't know how many characters were in the combat pack. I don't remember. But if you're if you're buying like if it's five characters and you're essentially spending about eight nine dollars per character, and that's and yes, there's a lot of like choreography and cinematography that goes with each character, and it probably is worth the price. But when you're putting that up against also a sixty dollar title of all these other characters, it's like whether or not like it's actually worth the money. It's like it it's it feel it feels unreasonable because of base game being just sixty dollars. It's like you're paying. Yeah, well, I mean, like, like how many how many characters per ten dollars are in the original game? Like, probably a lot more. Like, um, yeah, it, it's. Yeah, it's like every character they add afterwards is like at a premium, and that's like like but I don't know. But uh, this is but this is also why I didn't buy the game last year because you know what? For people who haven't bought Mortal Kombat 11 yet, you can buy everything right now for sixty dollars. <laughs> yeah, if you just bought they, 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 Aftermath they, now, like you'd be fucking sorted, right? Like, yeah, like, that's insane. They pulled this same. They pulled this same shit with Mortal Kombat Nine Complete. And Mortal Kombat 10 XL, like it's like, like it's because I was of early to, adopters was, that you even get to make this shit in the first place. You fox, and then I I, I know, but get I know get wrecked. But I mean, but I guess you could call it like we're, paying we're, to have shit earlier, but like, Jesus, pretty expensive. But no, I would actually have a far less of an issue if they didn't just have the bundles, or if they just like had like temporary sales. It's like oh. Like, yes, like, the game's been out for two years. We're going to sell it at, like, 50%. Like, that shit's fine, because if a, ga- if a game's not, like, being... Like, if a game's not being super supported anymore, but you want to make more money off it, or you want to pick up the people who wouldn't have bought it initially, like, okay, yeah, let's do that. But, say, like, the people who wouldn't buy Mortal Kombat 11 for $60, how likely are they going to buy Mortal Kombat 11 with some extra stuff for $60? Like... I don't know. I'm it's, I'm not a I'm not a um I know. a moneyman. So yeah. <laughs> I'm not I, qualified. I, but the No, at the You're same, not an at economist. The same, at the yeah, same extent, man. I wouldn't have my, I yeah. wouldn't have mind as much if like this was like two or three years later. But this is one year after Mortal Kombat eleven was released. We've got a more complete edition. And you know what? Next year, they're probably going to have another expansion and pull the same shit. Let's be... Like, they, if they've shown that they're, they're planning on doing, a, like, a live supporting of this game, they'll probably be putting out expansions even when Injustice comes out. Like, Injustice 3 comes out. Like... Yeah, I, I don't... I, I, I think it's just official that fighting games don't care about the sanctity of your original purchase or, like, letting it keep its, its value. Um I guess it's like, but well, you're else... paying that so you get to like have the game earlier than everyone else, and now you got to buy it again. But to the same extent, like no matter like what we say about like Mortal Kombat, like how like cool, big or blockbuster it is, fighting games are still niche. Most people are gonna like buy the like most people who buy the game who aren't competitive are gonna buy it, play it for a week, play with some of their friends, and then maybe if their friends come over, they might pop it in. But they're not these people like going in doing like these long completion campaigns of stuff. Like that's not generally the audience, like the general audience for Mortal Kombat. You'll have the people who are completionists, you'll have the people who are competitive, but most people see cool action stuff and it's like, hey, I want to play this with my friends. Yeah. And the people who don't, and, and that's still even like the minority of people. Most people will be like, oh, I have that one friend that has Mortal Kombat 11. Let's go over to their house and play it. I've got like Call of Duty. I don't need to buy another game. People don't have money for all the games that are being released, especially when you have like these 100 hour campaigns and um, AAA experiences. Right, so that's why it's crazy to spend $60 on a fucking DLC for Mortal Kombat 11. It's crazy. It's it's okay. It's $40 for the expansion. It's $40 for the combat pack. Oh, yeah, well, fucking New Zealand uh, Xbox Mortal Kombat Aftermath. And my money... Oh, I forgot my internet's broken. Never mind. (laughs) (laughs) because mortal kombat 11 base is like 100 or 110 dollars here and that that like and that's not just because of the um the exchange rate games are like like our dollar is worth less but then 
on top of that, it just is more expensive. Games just are more expensive here. So like, yeah, I, I, yeah, it's like one hundred and ten dollars for that, and then it was I think for the like, expansion it was like sixty or seventy dollars. Um, uh, that's nuts. Yeah, I I wish brutal, game companies dude. were a bit. Yeah, I wish game companies were a bit more um, um, considerate towards like other um, countries and other economies. But let's be real, that doesn't make the money. Like, like they, all they, they all they probably care about is the U.S. market and the Chinese market. Those are the only markets that matter because those have like the most people that will just go out and buy shit. Yeah, I mean, New Zealand's like a couple million people. <laughs> yeah, we're nothing. It's like, I mean, that's that's why and, like and they movies, all look like, and sound exactly like me. So like, you know, there's not that much <laughs> diversity. Like, like, Wait, that we didn't do that bit on cast lunch. It doesn't work. No, I'm not going to oh. cut that out. Oh, rip. Yes. Rip. Rip me. Rip. I might cut it out. I don't know. I might cut this oh, out. Well. I might cut the whole thing and we've wasted all of our time talking about all, like, I'll just, I'll just, like, send the talking audio Talking about in. fucking uh, jumping sharks. Yeah. I'll, yeah, I'll, we'll I'll just, I'll just send the audio just... of, uh, send the meek a bit. like five minutes of, um, how come she jumped out of a plane. Oh, no, we're just going to send the ogre. It's just going to cut yeah, out. We're, we're just going to talk about ogre's um, design. Uh, yeah, that that was the real that was the real episode. Yeah, that was his face. Uh, that was never went over. Yeah, oh, that so was... it's there because it makes you. That's just left to your imagination. Never happened to him. Maybe you fucking void clawed at it. Who knows? Ooh. Maybe that's where he was bit. I doubt it, but I mean, it's a possibility. I just I just can't wait for Merkava to um be DLC in um uh Mortal Kombat uh twelve. Gosh, he would fit. <laughs> he would. <laughs> Damn it, just, I want just, this now. Just just imagine like him just slamming his arms on the ground and just like just like the, the... I, I can't do a good Merkava screech. Yeah. Oh, um quick um thing, just because like I like since I bought Mortal Kombat eleven uh bundle so uh, I, I did the cool thing and I bought the game with all the stuff for $60. Uh, but um, I, I picked it up and I'm just like, why am I so bad at fighting games? Like, like Tar, like, Tar kicks my butt in Undernight. Like, well, because I know set, combos, like, kind of, depending yeah, on the character. Like, well, Mortal Kombat and uh, <sighs> Undernight are like two entirely separate games. Like, I, I'd classify um, uh, Undernight as a very... Like as a, as those like combo heavy, um, easy to mix up anime fighters where, it's the the moves are there. The combos aren't really pre programmed, and you're able to kind of mess around and make shit up as you go. Like you can master like really long combos, but the really good combos aren't even necessarily going to be the ones in the thing. Where with Mortal Kombat, a lot of especially the newer ones, a lot of the combos are like pre designed and very like more cinematic like you if you're like smart and you can time stuff well like you can chain stuff together but that's mainly just going to be certain characters who can stun lock and uh teleport like if you can't stun you can't teleport uh it's very much punch and go yeah well like the the um the combo game is less uh free form i guess um granted but, I, i've seen like i went to a mortal Kombat tournament once and uh people were doing some <laughs> Some insane shit um, that yeah. I did not understand what was happening, and they just comboed me for like a whole game, and then I burnt my face wow. off on the stream setup. Uh, but nice. but but still, it's not like it's like I think you know stuff like anime fighters. Um, they they offer as much freedom and creativity as possible in, in making these combos um, and make a deep system, which is pretty well. Different. And I think if I. Well, I think where the difference lies is that anime fighters tend to have less frames. So it, in some ways, that gives you more to work with. Like there's more openings, there's more places for you to chain and cancel. Where a lot, like Mortal Kombat like 9, 10, 11 are also so very smooth and high frame rates, like a lot of frames. And like there's, there's less room for error and there's less room for input. I'm not sure that's how that works. I might not be. I might be talking about my on my ass. I think. I think. Well, like, I think. I mean, 
Mortal Kombat animates its characters at a higher frame rate than Under Night, but I think the games are both running at the same frame. I rate. think they're probably both 60 FPS. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I guess frame rate's not what... Um, frame rate may, might not be exactly what I'm talking about. Maybe I'm just being... I think... I just... I think there's less frame... Like, same frames... I don't know. I've got an idea. I can't fucking explain it. But... Yeah, I'm like, sure. No, I mean, I, I, I'm sure there's something to this game feel thing you're trying to put your I, finger on. I guess, on. I guess, I'm, there's, there, they might both be running at the same frames per second, but there's, I think there's more frames per movement, not necessarily per second. So it takes more seconds for a movement in Mortal Kombat than it does in Undernight. I don't know what that means. That's more, right. but, more uh, so one of these games has more startup on each of its yeah. attacks. I was more. I'd say more startup and more like more end lag. So, yeah. So okay. Mortal Kombat feels like a slower game because there's more happening with each move. Where Undernight feels like a faster game because moves are popping out really fast. That's probably true. You know who else is uh, popping out fast? Me. This has been Bros. The Landfill. No! Don't <laughs> don't jump out that plane. <laughs> Ten, nine, eight. Oh, shit. Shit. <laughs>